Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You're listening to Balls and Holes with Jessica Bowser and Brian Pascarelli. Baby, we're back. Hi, baby. How are you? Good. So we had an exciting week. Yes, we did. I've got some updates for everybody. Oh, what are yeah. they? Well, I broke 80. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Congratulations, baby. Thank you. It was amazing, right? Yes, I was there. You were there. Uh, you and I had not played together for a while. And uh, we finally got out together. And I had no idea that this was going to happen. And it was amazing. Yes, you did it. You skimmed by with a 79, but it's still breaking 80. I don't know that I appreciate the skimmed by. I do <laughs> want to note for our listeners that I was at a solid 77 up until the 17th, actually the 18th hole, where I then Scotty Scheffler masters moment on the green. And I end up three putting, which I had not taken a double bogey my entire round. I think I had like 11 pars that game. Took a double bogey on the last hole uh, to close it out at a 79 I did it. I broke 80. I know. What a glorious moment. You were two over on the front nine, and I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to make you nervous, but you knew the scorecard. I did. I knew it. How'd that make you feel on the back nine? Well, it was funny. The front nine was totally awesome, and I was like, oh, this feels great, and oh, I guess I'm doing this, and I, I really wasn't even going for, like, I have a shot at this today. Uh, I will say when we finished out the front nine, and I really realized how good of a standing I was in I had this moment of like do I eat do I even go to the bathroom do I change anything like what do I do and every other shot there forward uh on the back nine was absolutely anxiety inducing it was like a panic attack at every shot because I knew I had a shot and I could feel it in my bones I was gonna do it I was really tense it was kind of horrible so now you know what a golfer feels like. That's a true feeling of a golfer. Well, like the first thing you said to me was like, now you know you can do it. You're going to want to do it again. And like my first thought was like, yeah, now I know I can do it. And I don't even give a shit if I do it again, because that was so difficult and like so like it was just so anxiety. Do we have so much more respect for PGA Tour players? Oh, my God. That so much. They have to do that all day long for money in front of everybody. And yeah. we had to do it between you and I. I mean, I remember making fun of Scheffler at the Masters when he ended up three putting at the end and still winning. And I now have such like, what's the word? Appreciation. Uh, appreciation and empathy yeah. for that. Because I mean, here it is. I was just with you I and I knew how close I was and I was shaking. Just Welcome shaking. to the 70s club, babe. Thank you, baby. That took me 98 games. <laughs> I started in January. I played 98 games in a row. <laughs> I started at in the triple digits. My scores were in the triple digits, and I have like gotten down and gotten down, and here I am. 
Congrats. 79. Way to go. So I have an update. That was I have a new update. Uh, we have previously mentioned my cart buddy for life, Mr. Scott. Mm-hmm. And um, we all went out last week and uh, played a new course. We played a new course. It was beautiful. It was such a beautiful course, right? It was not at all anything that we're used to. And we decided again that since Scotty and I are part, you know, cart partners for life, that you and Darby would ride together and Scott and I would ride together. And, you know, it started off as a normal day. I, uh, we, we carted up, we headed out first hole went great. Everybody was happy to be there. I'm not really sure what happened at the second hole. Cause Scott and I were kind of doing our own thing and you and Darby were doing yours. But as we made it down the fairway and towards the green, I remember looking over and you kind of like shot me a look and you were like, did you see that? And I thought you meant, did I see your shot? To which I completely lied and was like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. So what happened, uh, I was looking at you to see if you saw me um, javelin throw my 60 degree wedge into the um, forest. Right. So I did not see this. And as we approached the green and got closer, I could tell that you were really pissed off and I didn't understand why. And I just kept trying to like play the like cool guy. And all of a sudden, like you're uh, well all of a sudden scotty and i are standing there scotty doesn't realize what's going on either and we hear this like rustling in the bushes and it was so much that like scott and i both stopped dead in our tracks looked at each other grabbed each other's arms and we're like what in god's name is in those bushes we thought it was a bear or something because we were kind of in some like wooded area and lo and behold it was no bear it was brian looking for his club so next thing you know brian darby Scott and I are deep in the woods looking for this club that he has thrown so far. And all I can think as I'm going through this is like, oh my God, like we have to find this club. If we don't find this club, I'm going to get dragged back to this exact spot after this round is over. And we are going to be like deep in the woods searching for this stupid club that my beautiful husband has lost his temper and thrown until we find it. I want to make one. You're right about all that. I want to make one clarification. I did not javelin throw it. I did a hammer throw. Oh, it was a hammer throw. It was a hammer throw. I didn't like throw it like a jet. And uh, yeah, because it's a whole long story, but it ends up with uh, me buying a chipper and, <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't, um, my 60 degree wedge. And also it's, it, I bought this PXG wedge that was used and it had some scuff marks on it. And I'm like, I have so much Roger Dunn money. Why in the hell do I have this used club? I, it was a lot of thoughts going in my head. I missed a stupid bump and run. And so yeah, the club had to get thrown. We found it. We did find it. I mean, I would say it was probably like a good 10 minute search. And then Darby thankfully like came. No, bar- Scotty did. Oh, that's right. Scotty came barreling yeah. out of the woods with it, like held above his head. Yeah. And I just, I mean, thank God. You would have thought that how the day started, that if that would have been the craziest thing that happened. That wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. So we go on to, you know, the third hole. No big deal. Everything's great. By the time we get to the fourth hole, though, Scotty's removed both of his shoes and his socks and is going to the tee box to hit his drive. This was very Royal Tenenbaums was his name. Yep. It was a uh, Richie Tenenbaum. It yeah. was very Richie Tenenbaum. Yeah. Uh, Scott at this point on the fourth hole has decided to give up and, uh, it's just basically in the middle of like pre meltdown, right? <laughs> he can't, you know, he's having some trouble and Scott's usually a pretty good golfer. He's pretty great. But like for whatever reason, he, he called it early and decided to just like really get one with the earth and like, you know, shoes off, socks off, no fucks to be given. Right. So, it, you know, it, it all it all kept going, right? By the time we get to the fifth hole, 
uh, the cart girl has arrived and Scotty has jumped out of our cart while he was driving, mind you. He stopped it in the middle of the fairway because he sees the cart girl and I'm a passenger and like, oh my God, what's happening? And he runs over and he's like, we need drinks, we need drinks. So he's like asking, Brian, what do you want, Darby, what do you want? You guys didn't want anything. Like you guys are in pro golfer mode. You're super serious. And uh, I'm like, I don't know, just get us something. So the next thing you know, Scotty has, you know, gotten us a round of fireball shots which he went ahead and bought for all four of us darby doesn't drink you didn't want anything so scotty and i have four shots of fireball on hand and you know with the state he was in we just we, we took him right yeah um i didn't really know what was happening because you know we're cart number one you guys are cart number two and cart number one are serious golfers who want to golf cart number two is the fucking party train and <laughs> not knowing what's happening back there i mean i don't know if it's the party train but like we definitely have a lot more fun right when we're out there you who guys are, says we're not having fun i mean you guys are so serious we're right? having fun though okay. we're playing golf. all right all right i'm not gonna argue with you on this one uh you know, sixth hole. We make it to the sixth hole. At this point, like, I'm still playing pretty good, right? Like, I, I was doing well. Scotty, I don't know what's happening. It's just, like, getting worse and worse and worse, right? So, like, by the sixth hole, we both tee off. We got to go find his ball. We're all over the place. And at this point, he's got his three wood in his hand, and he's driving the cart while also trying to smack the ball with his three wood while driving, basically treating our cart like a horse and playing garf golf cart polo. Um, can I tell you my perspective on <laughs> golf cart polo? Sure. We don't know what's happening. What we see is a whole bunch of uh, donuts, circles, with Scotty driving, you as a passenger. You now have a driver in your hand, Jess. And you are driving by like a, an equestrian polo trying to hit off the fairway with your driver while he's driving. Golf cart polo, what the hell happened? Wait a minute, so Scotty did it first. You didn't see us until I did it? Yes. Oh wow, And okay. it was him just laughing his ass off, circling around, you guys missed three times, you kept around coming around for the fourth time. He almost time. broke his three wood because <laughs> he went to hit it so hard and he slammed it in the side of the, uh, of the cart. I I just saw you laugh. I was glad you're having fun, but I was like, "What is happening, Darby? What is what's going on with Car Two? We were having so much fun. Um, little did I know that uh, as we approached the seventh hole and we've calmed down from an unsuccessful game of gar golf cart polo, <laughs> uh, we go up and the boys always hit from the tips. So I got to watch them take their shots. You hit a beautiful shot. Darby hit a beautiful shot. He's got his new driver. You guys hit these straight, gorgeous shots, right? Scotty's turn. He gets up there and he takes his shot. And I love him to death. I just, I love him so much. But this poor kid is just having the worst day in the worst round ever. He goes and tees off and his ball happens to land on the forward tees. And uh, there's no breakfast ball. There's no mulligan. He just looks at me, puts his head in his hands and goes, let's go to your tee. He's like, I'll hit again. Uh, so we go up. I, uh, I hit my shot. I am dead in the fairway, right? Like just straight as it can be. Can, can I interject one second? Please. You have 
also joined the Scotty Club and you took off your shoes and your socks too. Oh yeah, that's right. I felt like I could support my cart partner for life by also taking off my shoes and my my socks. And I also thought maybe this gives a new, you know, flair to my game. Like maybe I really connect with the earth, maybe I really feel balanced. Maybe maybe there's something to this. It wasn't helping Scott. Do you know why they make cleats on golf on <laughs> golf shoes? It's so you can grip the ground and not be I'm going to interject here and say that since this day, I have now played a couple of more rounds barefoot. And I have to tell you, I love it. I love it. So I'm now barefoot. Scott's now barefoot. His ball's on my tee. I hit a drive that's like the drive of all drives. And Scotty goes up to hit his drive and it just hooks, right? It, I, it just goes somewhere else. A hook is left. <laughs> <laughs> so left. <laughs> so, you know, again, deflated and defeated, Scotty and I hop into the cart. Uh, he's driving. I'm passenger. I'm probably making fun of him and giving him loads of shit while also trying to console him. Uh, we head out down the fairway to go hit our next shot. And we know where my ball's at. It's in the middle of the fairway. His ball, on the other hand, we don't know where it's at. So Scotty goes barreling across left the fairway. We go up a hill, right? And as soon as we pop over this hill, thinking that there's going to be more grass in front of us, there's no grass. We come up, we we breach this hill and there's a giant sand trap. But this is not a normal sand trap. This is a sand trap that like has probably like a three and a half to four foot wall a three and a half to four foot wall and a drop that goes into the sand trap. So we breach the hill. We go over. Scotty slams on the brake. We're screaming. Both Scott and I are like, oh my God, oh my God. And he stops the cart. And I'm talking, he stops the cart within like probably four inches of us going over the, uh, the, the hill into the, the sand trap. Well, the cliff of the sand trap. Right. So like we stop the cart. And what's so weird is that, I mean, one, we're laughing so fucking hard at this point, right? Like we cannot gather ourselves. We're in complete shock that we've popped over this hill, that we've almost gone into the sand trap, but somehow not gone into the sand trap. And as we're hysterically laughing, we're like looking at each other and we're yelling at each other. And he's like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this. And I'm like, no, no, no. And he's like, I I'm just going to turn. So he turns the wheels and I reach out. And I'm like, no, Scott. Like, I think he just wanted to go straight and like go ahead and go into the sand trap. Like he felt like that was the best decision. I felt that the best decision was throwing this bitch in reverse and backing up so that we could take a better turn at things and really reassess this. Bottom line, there was enough time of us sitting six inches from the cliff for us to have collected ourselves and probably made better decisions. But for whatever reason, I reach out, I throw it in reverse. Scott slams on the gas. And because he's turned the wheel, he looks over his other shoulder thinking he's going to go one way. And it goes the complete opposite way. It goes to the right. The cart starts to tip. I fall out of the cart into the sand trap. I'm screaming. The cart comes down on top of me. I'm somehow in the negative space of this cart where the entire cart comes down. I did not get crushed. I did not lose a limb. I, I am not hurt. Scotty's body comes falling down on top of me because, you know, I'm in the sand. Now it's Scotty's body on top of me and there's a cart around us. Now, I'm telling you, there's beers, there's fireballs, there's water, there's a cooler that has ice in it. There's all kinds of stuff. I stand up and realize that I'm not hurt and I am covered head to toe in dirt, sand, water, 
beer, fireball, you name it, it was in our cart, it is on me. I stand up out of this realizing what has happened. I'm in complete shock. I look like I've just been birthed out of the womb. There's, I, I, it, it, was, it was insane, right? I, I, Scotty, Scotty ends up like climbing out of the cart. I have to climb out over the roof. You come running up and you are absolutely freaked out. Okay. This is what we call a cartastrophe. <laughs> Jess, my perspective was the craziest. Darby and I see you guys in front of us go up this hill, kind of disappear like you're going in the horizon. We see you there for a brief second. We can't really see what's happening. And then gravity or whatever pulls you guys to the right and we see the cart disappear. And all I can think is, holy shit, Jess is on the passenger side. That cart just killed her we thought you were dead we drive up there we're freaking out what we come to see is a goddamn yard sale of everything in the cart in the sand trap balls gloves drinks shoes shoes you didn't have shoes on you emerged out of the cart like you said like a baby being born going <laughs> sand all over you <laughs> I mean, sand, water, dirt, your hair. We don't know where Scotty is. This was the craziest sight for us to see. It was scary. It was terrifying. I will say this. I jumped out of the roof of the, like over the roof of the cart. And you're like, you kept asking me questions. Like you were trying to ensure that I was okay. I was in such shock. A, from like the hit that I took, right? But I was completely shocked that like, I just kept looking at my hands and my legs and thinking like, how the fuck did I not get hit or crushed in this situation? I mean, this was a three foot drop into the sand. Cart comes down on top of us. Cart is on its side. There's shit everywhere. Like you guys are picking it up. I'm on, the, I'm laying on the side of the hill at this point, just like in disbelief i get a couple pictures and videos of this um darby is kind of narrating what's going on i'm shaking i'm filled with adrenaline scotty's like head down in the sand trap trying to clean up with you i thought you might kill scotty at one point well scotty then tried to unilaterally on his own lift the cart out of the sand <laughs> he could not do it darby and i come run over we all three lift the damn cart out of the sand try to get it out of the sand and now it's like cleanup duty it was it was insane right i don't know how we somehow we got everything put back we got everything together nothing was broken i wasn't broken scotty wasn't broken the cart wasn't broken we were covered in shit we put it was nuts so after cleaning all this stuff up i did let um uh scotty oh, wait a minute wait a minute so I do remember this. This has just now come back to me. As I'm sitting there and you guys have gotten the cart back upright and you guys are cleaning up and I'm still on the hill trying to like come to terms with what has just happened. You run over to the cart and you grab the driver that you had let Scotty borrow and you rip it out of his bag and you're like, you don't get to use this anymore. And you took it. You told him he lost his privileges. <laughs> So it was a little bit of a selfish act on my part. Yes, I helped clean everything up, but I got this Callaway Rogue Max D driver for Scotty because he kept slicing the ball. I let him try it out. I was very concerned with the condition of that club that I let him borrow. So I did take it out of the bag after all this and 
took it away from you him. You took it away from him, told him he lost his privileges, and then like looked him square in the eye and was like, you are banned from driving the <laughs> golf cart. So we gather ourselves, we get back in the golf cart, and uh, I mean, that's just the topic of conversation for the whole rest of the day, right, is how the fuck are Scotty and I not dead? And we pull it together. I don't remember what happened on the next hole. I have no recollection at this point, not because of drinking and not because of anything else other than I was just still in complete shock and adrenaline overload. But we then did make it to what? The ninth hole? The ninth hole. The ninth hole. So you got, Darby and I, all we want to do is continue golfing. Yes, we care about your well-being. We, you guys were okay, a little shooken up, but you guys were so shell-shocked that you guys were not even there on the eighth hole. <laughs> then you guys come up with this cockamamie idea to do a tandem drive drive together yeah. you and scotty yeah so we go to the tips it's kind of uh an elevated area and so you've got a really great view and scotty and I are like well shit let's go line it up and let's do a tandem drive and we'll have the boys video it so you guys are videoing scotty and i we call it one two three we pull back wind up and take our shot and I don't know what happens, but I come down and my angle of attack is so wrong that the next thing you see is my ball cut and sliced completely right and miss Scotty's head about, I don't know, six inches, right? Yes. Like his his shot was actually really good. I almost killed him. We dropped to our knees. The whole video is on slow is in slow motion. You can find it on our Instagram and TikTok if you're so <laughs> enthralled to see this. Uh, so then I about killed my cart life, my cart partner, my cart buddy for life. This was... It was complete debauchery. A, a disaster. It, and then you continued on, almost kill him. I, I don't... What was happening? You know, the fact that like you misbehaved so badly at the beginning of this, what we thought was going to be a normal round and threw your club into the middle of the woods. The fact that like that completely gets glossed over because of everything that then happened next is just beyond me. I mean, <laughs> like we're, we're a couple weeks out now. It's been like, what, I guess we're coming on week two. Like Scotty's still pretty bruised. I still have bruises on my arm. Uh, you know, we're okay. Scotty is not ever allowed to drive. Um, I have to be the driver and the cart partner for life. Uh, but I just, you know, we keep having all these cart issues. We had Robo Dick chase us. Now we have Cartastrophe. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess there's no better way to close out the rest of this episode than to talk more about carts and talk to a cart girl. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to a cart girl from our club, Sand Canyon. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, 
Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, so we're back, and now we're talking more about carts with our favorite cart girl, Megan. She is over at Sand Canyon with us. We run into her all the time, and we have her on the show today. Very special guest. Hi, Megan. Hi, how are you guys? We're doing awesome. You look gorgeous as ever. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me. Of course. So can you tell us why you became a cart girl? Yeah, so um, I was scrolling through TikTok one day. I found this girl, Cass Holland, who is also a cart girl. And it just seemed so fun. I started scrolling through her page, and I was like, that looks like a job that I could do. And it seemed pretty easy. And I decided to start applying for different jobs. I found uh, Sand Canyon, got an interview the next day, and then now here we are. I love that. We love seeing you at Sand Canyon. How old are you, Megan? I'm just turned 27. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank so, you. There are other cart girls. Or is everyone around that age? Yeah. So um, we have a couple other cart girls. They're both 23. And then we had one that just left. She was 26. So I'm a bit on the older end. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we're all in our 20s. So what you're saying is I'm too old to be a cart. No, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, out of out of the girls that I work with, at least. But I've seen cart girls. I was in Palm Springs recently, and I saw a cart girl. She was probably like, I want to say, like late fifties. It seemed like. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So this seems like the funnest job in the world. How do you like it? I honestly love it. I love the people I encounter. I love being able to work independently. I'm not going to lie. I love the tips that it comes with. I love the food and I love the country club that I work at. So honestly, it's truly the best and easiest job that I've ever had. I love that. So speaking of tips, what's the biggest tip that you've ever gotten on the golf course? So I received a $75 tip on a $20 tab and I didn't even make them drinks. I was just handing them beers. So it was very, very generous of them. That is generous. What would you say is the craziest thing that you've encountered so far in your career as a cart girl? 
So uh, one time I pulled up to this group of four golfers. They all had matching shirts on. They were like, look like Hawaiian shirts and stuff. And this one guy, he just doesn't say anything. He just comes up and sits next to me in the cart, stares at me in the face. And he asked me if I have a boyfriend. And I said, yes, I do have a boyfriend. And he said, well, what's the nicest trip he's ever taken you on? And I said, well, we, we have been to Hawaii and it was like beautiful. And he's like, oh my gosh, Hawaii, like I would take you to Mykonos. And um, I just kind of laughed it off. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then um, he was like, oh, do you want to take a shot with us? And I was like, oh yeah, sure, why not? So um, they ordered uh, fireball shots and then they bought me one as well. And then um, they, they kind of did take up a lot of my time. I'm not going to lie. I was probably hanging out with them for about like 15 minutes, which is quite a bit for, um, you know, just some shots. And he didn't tip me. I can't believe he didn't tip me after he told me he would take me to Mykonos. <laughs> I think I but, know um, who those guys are. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you do too. Yeah. And they were all like belligerently drunk, right? So, um, and that was that. So I, I left them and then um, – I, I catch I caught the one guy who told me he would take me to Mykonos later talking to another cart girl and he was totally like hitting on her trying to get her number and all that and she was just not having it and then um, so at the end of my shift I'm driving home and then I see their car pulled over on the side of the road and they're all shotgunning beers and I'm like what are they doing they should not be drinking and driving but yeah they I think they just wanted to party I don't think they wanted to golf I think they were just trying to get lit <laughs> there is a golden rule and i'm sure you know it for us golfers to never pick up on the golf cart girl and not to be mm-hmm. creepy is How- it a golden rule though like I, <laughs> it's an unwritten it's rule. an unwritten rule that nobody follows how often exactly. does that happen to you it happens i can't lie every shift um whether it's someone just saying oh like you're so pretty which you know is nice i'll say thank you of course or if it's to the extreme where it's like um oh let me get your number oh if i if i make a hole in one can i take you out or something like that um which never happens (laughs) but yeah no it, it happens but um for me like i don't mind it as long as you're respectful you know we are under the impression that you're very um, impressed when you come up to the tee and you see our tee shot. And, and I want to clarify we to be <laughs> the men on the course are under the impression that they think cart girls really want to see them hit bombs and that they're super impressed when they do so. So could you clarify that for us, Megan? <laughs> I I love to see a good shot. I love it. Um, but... Oftentimes, I will also like look away and pretend I'm not paying attention because I don't want to like throw their game off or anything. And some guys will say that they get nervous, and you know I want to be respectful of that. So, um, but if I see a good shot and I'll say it, I was like, oh, that was a good ball, you know. But um, it, I can't say that I'm there for that or that I'm like looking forward to it. But if I see it, I appreciate it, and um, I mean it's fun. It's fun to see. Does that make you feel better, Bray? It, it does. Are you a golfer? <laughs> Do you golf? Yeah, so I just started um, about seven months ago, I want to say. Uh, my boyfriend bought me uh, my first set of clubs, but they are junior clubs, so they're meant for kids because I am a shorty. But uh, yeah, so I, I can't say that I, you know, I, I don't play all the time. But I, I want to first, I want to get into it nice and slowly, you know, first like perfect my swing and understand what clubs to use for what shots. Um, because I mean, before, like 
I, I was never interested in golf just because, I mean, honestly, from the outside, it looked boring to me. And the first time I was ever on a golf course, it was not a pleasant experience because I was having some stomach issues, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Brian and definitely I was... <laughs> knows what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I had no clue that when you golf, you're out there for like, what, six hours. So... I, you know, I was having my stomach issues. I was running back and forth from each hole to the bathroom. <laughs> and I was like, this is a nightmare. But, um, you yeah, know, no, yeah, I, I love it. I love that it's challenging. I love that you can always improve. Um, and I love the community surrounding golf. Have you ever got any advice from a, a golfer on how to make more tips? Or is there any strategies that you have now that you figured out? So I was told once from a golfer named Victor that I will get a lot of tips if I start to trash talk the golfers and talk about how shitty their swing was. <laughs> and I somewhat did put it to the test one time um, with this, this group of guys. They were really cool and they're the type that you could joke around with and stuff. And um, this guy totally just missed the ball. And I was like, I said something along the lines of like, um, oh, you should try that again because it really sucked or su something like that. I don't remember what exactly I said, but it made them laugh. And then, you know, it um, it was a, it was a good time and they, they did tip me well. So I, I wonder if it was due to my trash talking or not. But um, I didn't go too hard because I wanted to learn some more of the terminology first. So I, I actually know what I'm talking about before I do some of that trash talking. <laughs> talking about terminology, do you know what... Um, a shot is called dick out. Do you know what that is? No, I've never heard of that. What is that? <laughs> okay. So a dick out is when you go to tee off and typically the guys are playing much farther back, right? And when uh -huh. they go to tee off and they hit their shot and it doesn't make it past the women's tees, we call it a dick out, which means oh that my they're supposed to then take their dick out and play the rest <laughs> of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> so there's terminology oh, for you. There's some terminology God. for you. So next time you see somebody <laughs> not hit you. it past the girl tees, then you need to, uh, you trash, need to talk. trash talk them and tell them that, you know, that's a dick out shot if I ever saw one. Yeah. But I guess you'd have oh to be careful, Megan, gosh. because coming from the cart girl, I'm sure that they would, you know, they would do it. They would do it. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. be careful. Be careful. Exactly. On that oh, my God. That's hilarious. Dick. out. Has anyone actually ever done that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's pretty funny. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of gentlemen pee on the golf course. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. We see that too. It's part of nature. I mean, I yeah. guess, but like, there's guys who like go and hide in the bushes, and then there's the guys that like just straight up on the fairway, and that I've seen a lot of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you yeah, go. I saw that three times my last shift. Three times I saw guys peeing, so that wow. was fun. So what's what's something that um, when you drive up to a golfer that um, that is some kind of confusion whether or not they want a drink or do they always get a drink? How often does that happen? Um, I would say about eight out of ten times people want to drink. Um, however, it can get confusing because sometimes you're further away and um, you don't want to like interrupt them, but you want to know if they want to drink. So what I like to do, I like to like do a thumbs up and be like, are we good? Like, as in like, if you give me a thumbs back, a thumbs up back, it means, okay, we're good. We don't need anything to drink. But if you give me a signal, like that's like waving your hand, like come over here. That's when I know, okay, they want something to drink. So 
I feel like there's got to be a better way to be to, to, to do this. Like, what, what do you think we should do here? How do we make this more direct for you? Um, I would say the thumbs up means no thank you. And then the hand signal means, or yeah, like the come here means like we're, we're thirsty, we want a drink. Um, but I think there should be like a better way, a more I have explicit an idea. way. You have an idea? I have an idea. What you can it? have a sign, Megan, that says like drink, yes, no. And you can turn it back and forth. It's like smiley face, sad face. And- <laughs> <laughs> and, and the sad be- face. It should be loud. It should have like bedazzled glitter, all that on it. And that way there's like no confusion. Cause again, you're dealing with people who have regressed to, you know, children mm-hmm. out there basically. So how, you know, you gotta do something to make it easier. I think we're onto something. I think we're onto something too. Yeah. That's uh, honestly genius. That's, I want to do that. I want to make a sign now. So thank you for that idea. <laughs> <laughs> what are, what are like, you know, in your time you're driving around, what are some of the funny things that you see golfers do? Um, some funny things I've seen, I guess some funny things. I mean, I like how they like mess around with each other and they'll call each other like dickheads and stuff, which is pretty funny. (laughs) Um, but besides that, I mean, Oh, one thing I have noticed is that uh, noise carries on the golf course. So, um, you know, I could hear what someone's saying from very, very far away. And one thing that I thought was funny was, um, there's this guy, he always buys Modelo's for me. And, um, I, I had driven off. Right. And I think he thought I was like way gone or something and that I, I couldn't hear him, but he told his friend, he's like, he's like, Oh my God, she's so beautiful. I should have gotten her number. But, um, I, I just, I just thought it was funny cause he had no clue I could hear him, but, wow. um, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I could hear pretty much everything out there. <laughs> How, so be how careful you, what you say. <laughs> how is the treatment from um, girls golfers who are golfing with you versus guys? How how do, how's the interaction between that um, exchange different? So I've been lucky to encounter nothing but like really sweet female golfers. Um, however, I do notice that they do um, they do either you know they don't want to like start up a conversation as much as the males do. They either, you know, they want to drink and they want, you know, to just get on with their golf or, um, they don't want anything. And, you know, which is obviously fine, but I do notice they won't strike up a conversation like the males do. So I would say that's the biggest difference, but honestly, they're all so lovely. Like I've, been lucky to only have encountered such wonderful women out there would you ever date a golfer i would and i am dating a golfer awesome i love that yeah, that you feel yeah. Good. it gives all the men out there some hope too there's right? hope there's hope what you're saying is there's a chance <laughs> there is a chance him? did you meet him as a cart girl no, I didn't. We met in college, actually. I, I sat next to him in a class, and I decided to tweet about him. And I didn't know he followed me on Twitter, so he saw the tweet. And then the rest is history. <laughs> oh, I love that. Isn't That's that really funny? Cute. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome, story. but now it just took away my hope. 
Because <laughs> the pickup line for the cart girl didn't work. The pickup line? It's not going to work. No, you can't really date a cart girl then. Well, there was Yet- the one time you told Maxine that she had a nice physique. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I heard that episode. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, by the way, for listening to our episodes. You are like our number one. I know. One. Every time we run into Megan at the golf course, she runs up and says, oh, my God, I just listened to such and such episode, and I loved it. We love it so much. She's our new best Aww. friend. She's our new best friend. Oh, I have a question for you, guys. Megan. Yeah. Uh, you've got a platform here to be able to say anything you want to all those golfers out there that you might not be able to say to their face. So what is it that you want to say to the gentlemen out there that you encounter on the golf course? Probably if you're going to be creepy, uh, just don't say what you were going to say. But if you're going to be respectful, like by all means, like I would love to talk to you. It makes my shift go by faster. But yeah, if you're going to say anything inappropriate, just don't say it at all because chances are it's disgusting and it's just going to make me think that you're a creep. <laughs> what's the most What's the most inappropriate thing that's been said to you out there? So actually, um, this old fart told me that I would make more tips if I was out there topless. And it just caught me <laughs> off guard so much that like I I'm not one to like just brush something like that off. But because I was working and it just caught me by surprise, I just awkwardly laughed. And I said something like, oh, no, like that wouldn't be good or some random thing like that. But, yeah, that was probably the most disgusting thing I've been told, especially because he was so old. Too. Like this guy, like he walks slow, right? So it's like I don't even know if his dick works at this point. But I don't know. <laughs> Sloppy golfer. Sloppy yeah. golfer. <laughs> yeah. Telling Megan to be topless. Ew. Yeah, gross. What's wrong right? with people? Like, men have know. no filter on the golf course. I just don't understand it's it. True. It's like they might have a filter out in the real world, but man, you put them on the golf course and they regress to something that, like, it's just, uh, it's like a five year old. It's so We're true. In element. We're in so our true. element. We're, we're comfortable. We're with our boys. A really pretty gorgeous cart girl comes around come on you guys gotta have respect (laughs) (laughs) yeah well megan we're so happy that you came on today thank you so much for joining us we loved having you on we love running into you are our favorite cart girl and uh we hope that you'll come back and talk to us again i we know that you're on social social media is there any way that um any fans or people listening can find you yeah where can where can they find you yeah, so on Instagram, my username is Megan Roca, M-E-G-A-N-N-R-O-C-A. And then on TikTok, which is my favorite, by the way, is Megan Roca with M-E-G-A-N-R-O-C-A. No two ends or anything like that. But yeah, give me a follow. I'll follow you back. Awesome. Well, everybody can find Megan there. And uh, we're going to have you back soon to give us an update on uh, cart girl life. Cool. I can't wait. And I'll probably have some more stories for you, too, by then. For sure. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be back with some Mulligans. All right. Thanks, Megan. Thank you, guys. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, 
even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jess, I have a mulligan. What's your mulligan, baby? Okay, so it's kind of an update. So as we said in this uh, episode about my um, my hammer throw uh, wedge 60-degree PXG into the forest, I figured out a um, I figured out a solution. It is I bought a chipper, a chipper. So uh, Ping just came out with a chipper. It's getting all the rave right now. And um, I looked at it and I didn't get the Ping chipper. I got the Cleveland Smart Soul Four Satin Chipper, and it has changed my entire game. I have played four rounds with it now, and it is incredible. Um, it is a putter and a wedge in one. So you just use a putting stroke and you can do bump and runs. You can even hit from 100 yards. The uh, The loft of the chipper is 43 degrees. So it's right in between a nine and a pitching wedge. It, it has a lie angle of 66. So it's more like a, uh, a regular club. And the uh, length of it is 34 inch. So it's like a putter. Um, Ping's had a, a lie angle of 70 degrees, so it was more upright, and I didn't like that. So I now got this Cleveland Smart Soul 4 chipper. I'm hitting everything with it, and I'm so ex- excited about it. And um, there's no shame in using a chipper. In fact, we played in Sino hole 18. I eagled from 30 feet away with my chipper. It's in for life. I, I got to say, I was there, and... You've been talking about this chipper nonstop so much that I'm like, can you please stop talking about the chipper? Seeing you play it in Sino and Eagle the 18th hole from 100 yards out was sick. It was so amazing. I, kudos to you. You fucking rock. You're you're my hero. Thank it was you, incredible. Thank you. Yeah. So the chipper is uh, in the bag for life. Uh huh. Yeah. What'd you get rid of in order to keep that in your bag? I had to take out my PXG seven wood and then I got a new stealth DHY driving hybrid three. It's a three driving iron. So I had to take out my ping seven wood. I'm kind of bummed about it, but so far so good. Okay. All right. Well, I guess my mulligan this week is got to be regarding my cart partner for life. Uh, Scotty, you are forever banned 
from driving the golf cart from here on out. I am happy to still be your cart partner for life and remain your best friend. However, you are not allowed to drive ever again. Okay. <laughs> ever. I love you to death. Uh, but I just don't know how we made it out of that one. I just, I really don't. As always, we love playing with the boys. As always, babe, I love playing with you. Thanks for golfing with me. Thank you. Where can they find us? We're on all social media platforms at Balls in Holes Golf. That's at Balls. The letter N. The letter N. Holes Golf. I love you. I love you too. Balls and Holes is produced and distributed by the Eight Side Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.